are back again with another installment of the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and I'm finding it hard to believe that we are at the end of April. Honestly, the days are starting to run together a little bit, but we are all here and it is Friday, so let's get into the headlines from this week. Number one on our list. Congress passed what they are calling Phase 3.5 of their bills aimed at COVID-19 relief. It's called 3.5 because it was not originally planned for. They initially had announced a four-phase relief package. That plan changed last Thursday when the Paycheck Protection Program for small businesses ran out of money, just 13 days after the program started accepting applications. Phase 3.5 is a stimulus bill with a $484 billion price tag that will not only add monies to the Small Business Administration's PPP coffers, but it will also bring additional funding to hospitals and get a testing system set up nationwide so that is in place when states begin that reopening process. We will have the link to an article that details the process of that bill being passed and the current congressional climate as well. We'll also link to the full text of the final bill, just in case you want to read it for yourself. Number two, we will piggyback off of that most recent stimulus bill with some interesting news about the fine print. A stipulation included in the bill by the Department of Health and Human Services, to be exact. It stated that providers who accept the federal funding included in the bill may not use balance billing on COVID-19 patients. This act of balanced billing is more commonly known as surprise medical bills on the consumer side of it. But it gets more interesting with the wording used in the guidance, in which HHS states, quote, HHS broadly views every patient as a possible case of COVID-19, unquote. An HHS spokesperson was quoted on Friday saying the intent of the terms and conditions was to bar balance billing for actual or presumptive COVID-19. We are clarifying this in the terms and conditions. The language is certainly ambiguous, with some experts saying it calls for further clarification and others saying it will simply open the doorway for lawsuits. Surprise medical billing has long been an issue in the healthcare industry, and it will be interesting if this is the beginning of measures to try and curtail the practice at a federal level. Number three, we talk about managing stress often here on the ASG podcast. Usually it's in reference to AEP, but now we're dealing with a level of stress and anxiety that's a little bit different thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. If you are suffering from coronavirus anxiety, we are linking to a great article in our show notes. It's a list of 10 things you can do to manage that anxiety, and it's got some great practical tips in it. My favorite, and this is something I have certainly learned over time, is to focus on what you can control. Put your focus there. Do those things. Take those precautions but don't overstress about the unknown. And I know that's hard because there is a lot of unknown right now, but that article has some great insight and I recommend taking a look at it for some tips. Number four, along the same lines of managing stress and staying informed, the New York Times wrote a great piece on where the coronavirus hangs out, 
outside of your body and how long it stays there and what you should or shouldn't be doing about it. And here's the cool thing. It's not one of those fear-mongering type pieces. For the answers, the author consulted with experts on infectious disease, aerosol scientists, and microbiologists. They've got the answers to some of the questions you might have, like, does the disease live on the bottom of my shoes? Is it in my hair? Is it on my face? In my beard? It was an interesting read, so I thought I would pass it along, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Number five, last but not least, in video call-related news, what do you do when you need to end a video call? The typical excuses like, well, I need to run, or I have plans, no longer really cut it. So we've got an article from Lifehacker that suggests how to do it and still manage to do it politely. And one that is not on the list, but I've actually had to truthfully use, is that my daughter needs something or has gotten into something, so feel free to use that one too. And just a side note, is my daughter the only one making messes just about everywhere in the house all day long? I really hope it's not just me. Maybe don't answer that one. Now, last week I promised I would have a bonus for this episode, and it is a good one. Youth Poet Laureate Amanda Gorman created a performance piece to offer some words of hope to our nation, and it is well worth the watch, so we will be linking to that in our show notes as well. Also there, we published a lot of episodes last week, and you may not have had a chance to listen to all of those yet. We will be linking to those in the notes for this episode as well, and it's a pretty good sampling of everything we have to offer here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. So if you know of an insurance agent who could use the kinds of tips and trainings we share here, we would love it if you would share this episode with them or simply suggest they listen to our podcast. That's all we have for this week's installment. Here's hoping you have a safe and healthy weekend. We will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel, script editing by Nicole Perisic, artwork by Nick Smith.